0: Out of this boat and then On the crashing waves To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown Where Jesus is And he's holding out his hand But the waves are calling out my name And they laugh at me Reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed the way they keep on telling me Time and time again Boy, you never win You never win But the
1: voice of truth Tells me a different story The voice of
0: The swing and the stone Surrounded by the sound of a thousand warriors Shaking in their armor Wishing they'd have had the strength to stay But the giants called out my name and they laughed at me Reminding me of all the time I tried before the fate the
1: wind let the Lord
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Layla Tov, everybody, and welcome to Love Live, Ruach, a remnant reality radio. That's 2L4R radio. That was Casting Crowns with Voice of Truth to kick off RIP 2.0 Ruach Reflections, Nightly Doers of the Word, Love Fellowship, uh, yeah, Love Fellowship Gathering. Where are inquiring minds, ask, were we in the Ruach Hakadesh today or our own yuck of flesh? Hallelujah. I am Shelaq scribe, president of Emulators MC, Shelaq Havahava, and your Yah for Yahweh tonight. Let's get to it. We start each podcast at 7:07 Pacific Standard Time, 9:07 Central Standard, and 10:07 Eastern. If you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-731-3257. No access code needed. Needed, again, that number seven two seven seven three one three two five seven, 727-731-3257, and you're in. We hope this resonates with you if you're new here, and we hope you keep coming back. And again, if you are back again, apparently something did resonate, so that's a good place to start. We're going to ask Marissa if she would be willing and able to read the warning tonight. Sure. Awesome.
3: Gotta get it out. Um. Okay. Warning. Damaged souls, damaged hearts, crushed spirits. Who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. Transformed recovery is the refuge, the healing place, the hospital for the heart, the sanctuary for the soul. Our warm, friendly environment was created for caring, compassion, and love to be realized. No plastic people here. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up, share your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, and your tough temptations. Holding our past inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hiding in darkness to be brought into his marvelous light. It exposes the accuser, it loosens the liar, and it lessens the load. The freedom to feel you can safely open up in these love fellowship groups is vital. You are under no surveillance. Insurance from now is not connected to any law enforcement agencies. You are not being set up for any type of failure here. No incarceration, no mental institutions, but for you to find your new exciting life as one in your new YAFAM, yeah as a new creation. We are not an anonymous fellowship group like other 12-step programs. Rather, we are very outreaching and promotional in an effort to reach the lost on purpose. Although we are not anonymous, we are very providential. Opening up as a group is not to put out your bad business, but to put out the solution. We are in transformation recovery and have come to understand that people will attend our love fellowship groups from all walks of life. People from every color, race, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into our groups extremely worldly, fleshly, broken people. They may be homeless, helpless, hungry, hurting souls who have no idea what to do. The amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, or emotional will vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may have even used today. It's very hard to help someone who's been intoxicated. So we encourage anyone attending that is used today to please speak with the transformer after the gathering. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that might be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know you're in the right place. You're safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances, one's scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence, a repossession of a car, A home foreclosure, one struggling with homelessness, or even a house fire where all personal possessions were lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, and death of a loved one. Sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc. The list of potential hurts and pains is as endless as addictions, idols, false gods, and sins. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person's share, empathetically understanding that some may be understandably quite rough around the edges. Their language may be offensive as they have not yet learned to become, or, sorry, they may have not yet learned to communicate properly without street talk, cursing, swearing, or lascivious talk. We ask, you to long suffer with those still working on the perfecting of their potential dysfunctional drug damage or destroyed abusive character. We ask, as you share, to refrain from inappropriate speech, but we all must be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may have never even opened up the word before and have no clue who our Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh Yadav HaKadesh. We can never assume that everyone is at the same place in their relationship with the Creator. Some may not know Him at all. And some may have had, in fact, a bizarre church experiences whereby a spirit of love was pursuing them, but yet cannot receive that love and may have rejected. Yahaba, yeah, as he's trying to save them. We cannot possibly begin to stop censor or filter anyone's sharing. It is the same that truly applies in transformed. We cannot become so heavenly minded that we have no earthly good. Staying relatable will assist us greatly in working Kitfei Kadesh scriptures top twelve, which is essentially helping others correctly and the standards of leadership set forth for transformers in the Kitfei Kadesh scriptures.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. <clears throat> We're going to jump into our love offering, our seventh body builder, More accurately, the B- B- Ahaba offering. This offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries being headed up by Stephen Shipley in Kansas Prison System, our Faith Paper Farms, our Houses of Worship, and our Yahability Ministries, as well as anything else Abba puts on our heart as he's addressing the needs of the hungry, homeless, helpless, and hurting among us. Malachi three eight starts out with Yah having a relatively rhetorical conversation with all of humanity, not just the Jews as some would like, but pretty much with all of humanity. Yah asks, will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, and what have we robbed you? In the tithe and the offering. You are cursed for the curse for the nations or for the nation, all of it. You are robbing me. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and test me now with this, it says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open the windows of Shamaim for you and pour out a barukata until there is no sufficiency of room to store it. And I will rebuke the devourer for you, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground against you, nor shall your vine miscarry against you in the field, says Yahweh of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delight. Uh, should, for you shall be a delightful land, says Yahweh of hosts. Your words have been strong against me, says Yahweh. Yet you say, What have we spoken against you? You have said, It is vanity to serve Elohim, and what profit is it that we have kept his charge? and that we have walked as mourners before Yahweh. And now we are calling the arrogant, the arrogant Berachot. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, they also test Elohim and escape. Then those fearing Yahweh spoke together, each man to his neighbor, and Yahweh gave attention and heard. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared Yahweh and for those esteeming his name. And they shall be mine, says Yahweh of hosts, for the day that I will make up my treasure and I will will pity them as a man has pity on his son who serves him. Then you shall return and see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between him who serves Elohim and him who does not serve him. Shalach Shaul Informs us, instructs us, but remember this the one sowing sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one sowing generously will also reap generously. Each one as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And Elohim is able to make all abode abound towards you. That and everything always having all self sufficiency yas sufficiency you may abound to every good work even as it has been written he has distributed liberally and he has given to the poor his righteousness abides forever now there are some out there that are going to argue that the principles of tithing and giving an offering are you know that th- that was only for israel and all this nonsense, I look at it like this. If it's in Yah's word, anywhere, and it speaks of something that benefits me, and it's coming from a loving Elohim, it's probably in my best interest, interest to put it into practice. There is no possible way I can possibly force anyone to agree with me on that. It's impossible for me to do. Nor should I try to do it. But if you find yourself agreeing with me, then praise Yah. Fall into the category, fall into the category of the ones that have returned. And see what the wicked are going through. And continue to serve him and see what he does. Line yourself up to be a receiver of the promise. By the way, that last passage was 2 Corinthians 9, 6-9. through 9. If you are here and you feel like you are being ministered to, if you like what you hear and you're being baruchatahed because of it, by it, if the Ruach is weighing on you to help us out, To help your neighbor out. And please, go to give.yahweh.love. That is our free giving portal. Everything is 501c3 certified. So that Caesar gets his. Not that we should be glad when other people suffer, but Caesar will get his. Again, that's give.yahweh.love. Or you can mail a check or money order with a letter, if you like, to Love, Inc., P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona, 85082. Or the easiest way to do it is to text 7777744321. So hallelujah. As I said at the onset, I am shall I Scribe. I am thankful to be here. It was a good day. I got some work done. I got some things taken care of with my rapid funnel situation. Uh, Wasn't the best day. It was by no means perfect, but it was a small step in the right direction. I'm grateful for baby steps. I'm looking forward to the results that Yah has for me. I'm thankful that Kim and I were able to, uh, to have a nice dinner out on the evening of our 31st wedding anniversary. I'd like to thank everybody on the call that has, that posted a like or left a comment or wished us a happy anniversary. Thank you all very much. May I better all of you. I'm thankful for the ongoing lessons of this life and the shachma of Yah. Hallelujah. That having been said, I am going to open the line up to anybody else that wants to introduce themselves relatively, relatively quickly. Three grateful things. Your name. Let's get to it. Hallelujah. Who's on the Hi, line?
4: this is Sand. And okay. I am not going to let there be a bunch of dead space on the line <laughs> tonight anyway. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so I'm grateful, you know, for this day. I was grateful, you know, for the Daniel Fast. I got to kind of witness to my my uh, boss today because I told him I wasn't drinking coffee, which led into why, and so I got to kind of tell him about that. So that's kind of cool. He's, he's a Catholic man, so I'm sure I don't even know if he's... I'm sure everybody's heard of what a Daniel Fast is, but hey, maybe not, I don't know. So that was kind of cool, and uh, I'm grateful for kind of everything is slowly, slowly uh, coming together for our trip, Uh, got the uh, reservation numbers out to folks, so, you know, they have their room reservations all set and all that, Um, still some things to be done and some work to be done in that area, but. Uh, you know, it's making progress, and I am grateful that uh, I'm going to have a friend come over and watch the virtual conference with me on Friday. And my, I told my boss I would like to take off, and he was like, "Sure, no problem, take off." Um, it starts at 6 a.m. <laughs> here, which is pretty early for a conference to start, but. She's coming over. She's an early bird. She's going to come over. We're going to spend the day together and watch the conference from my living room. So I was excited about that. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Who's next? All right. The goal is no dead space on the line of sand set. So please don't make me sound stupid and talk and not actually say anything. Somebody chime in here. We all know you got voices somewhere.
5: Can you hear me? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. My phone did some strange acrobats to get to the unmute button, but. I made it. I jumped through the loops, and I'm glad to be here today i'm i'm um thankful for the just everything that's lining up um that I'm able to uh fast and I'm not um my blood sugars aren't going too low so I dealt with some, like, cloudiness in my mind, but I'm sure my body's detoxing from some meats that I used to eat, <laughs> that I'm not eating now, some things that I had. The changes are really good. That I usually have a lot of energy. There was a spout of getting real tired and feeling weak, and then I just ate. A little and the nice, okay, and I'm thankful that, in this fast, I, when I pray um, i I recognize things more quickly. um, I think I'm just better off without um the meat at least right now, and that this and the fact that we're doing it corporately gives some kind of strength. It adds something in me so I'm able to do this. Um, So I will pass with that.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you, Yami. That's two down. Looks like possibly two to go.
3: Hello.
2: Oh, we got a tie between Jennifer and Marissa. What do you think? Should we have an arm wrestle for it?
4: Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All Look, right. Let's
6: do it. Bring it on. I like a challenge.
2: <laughs> and that would be a challenge. Would. All right. So who wants, who wants to go first? Who wants to go second?
1: You or not
3: matter. Marissa. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm going then. I am thankful to be in Florida today, I'm getting to spend time with my grandpa, and looking forward to more time tomorrow with him. And my uh, grandma had passed away in March, and it was it was hard because she was always about the vaccine so that's another reason why I didn't wanna deal with that so I didn't come out here so when she was still alive and I missed the opportunity but I'm thankful to be here now and thankful for having the, the road trip and time with with Rock and that he's able to get to the convention the X X thirty nine convention and I was thankful that we get to eat lunch at Wawa. And then there was this guy that thought he could minister, and he was under the influence of some type of something because he thinks it's okay to smoke and drink. But um, anyways, we just prayed for that person as well as the other guy. And... Um, that people that might be lost out there are not following the whole truth. But then that one gentleman thinks he wants to be on TV in two years. So he I don't think he's going to get there if he doesn't quit doing what he's doing. So, he, so I know that Yahweh gives us his conviction of our sins and um, that we learn from them. So I'm thankful that Yahweh can Find, find, help them find their way and um, as well as others out there that are lost. And he's helping me throughout that season that I overcame um, last year and at the beginning of the year. So, yeah. So I'm thankful for family as well as my, my little ones. And, um... So, yeah. And uh, as well as As Yami saying, the healthy eating, because there was like some type of meat and chicken or whatever, I think, in the fridge and a drawer of cheese. And I I just know it's not time for me to be eating that. So I had to just, um, I get to enjoy making healthy ways of eating and not have to worry about it because Yami helps us with the strength to overcome. Hallelujah. I'll pass at that.
2: Awesome! Thanks for sharing, Marissa. Appreciate that. Well, we know who's next.
6: We do.
1: Yes, yes we do. It's
6: me next. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name's Jennifer Bishop, and. Uh, I'm grateful that I've gotten a little bit further on my real estate license. I actually got the certificate for the final completion of my um, 90 rec or whatever for, so I can move to the next step. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm grateful I made it home or actually made it back to the store safely because uh, I had to go to class. and so I'm grateful for that and uh, I'm grateful that um, I'm just here and uh, I'm learning and growing so much from every single chapter and verse that we read from and uh, I have a prayer journal now I write in it and write down the verses and write down how it benefited me and and what what the verse was about. So, uh, so uh, other than that, I'm not doing much with the rapid funnels because I'm I'm skeptical. I don't know if it's going to be good enough for people to to understand what I'm trying to translate. Um, I wanted to set it up the way Rock had his set up, but I don't know. I'm confused, so I haven't really been messing with it. Um, that's that's not all I got to say. Uh, hallelujah, and I'll pass with that.
2: Well, hallelujah, thank you for that, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Congrats on the progress on the real estate license. That is awesome. That's a huge step. We're going to ask Yami to come back and pray over the line and the rest of the program. Wow. I don't get to share it all again. I'm sorry. I did not see you on there. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Love you, brother. All right.
7: All right. Well, um... You know, it's August 17th again, and uh, man, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of famous people that have birthdays today. Uh, Not necessarily my favorite people, but uh, Robert De Niro, Sean Penn, you know, uh, both uh, definitely what I would consider libtards at the highest levels. (laughs) <laughs> and a bunch of others here. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's not about the famous people in the world's eyes anyway, really. It's really a whole lot more about the people that are famous in my eyes. So, you know, it is an, a wedding anniversary for uh, David and Candace Starr, who are two really warm and wonderful people. That I haven't really gotten to get with for quite a while. They are down here in Florida. in fact, uh, and uh, I have preached at their at their uh, congregation and um, and witnessed there. and uh, it was twice actually I brought we brought Yami along with us one time, and uh, it was a very wonderful time to meet them that way and then of course you know my best friend and his wife kim you know uh, having a, a wedding anniversary so, so 31 years for them i think is a yasm accomplishment and then uh, 37 years for the stars and you know we call it an anniversary some call it a birthday when we celebrate You know, the day that we really were first clean that first day, you know, and um, I've kind of a a unique story in that regard that uh, on August 17th, 1985 was actually my first day that I was sober from alcohol and I made a decision I was never going to drink again. And I did quit alcohol because I looked at, you know, if I could just quit alcohol, then I'll be okay because I'll be able to handle all the other drugs if I'm not drunk because it's the alcohol that's really messing me up and causing me to black out and causing me to, you know, fall down, hurt myself, you know, whatever, say stupid things, get in fights, you know, just a lot of dumb, dumb stuff. So I went that next year without any alcohol and just did drugs. And I did become more successful at dealing drugs. But what I found was that my days of the addiction increased and I began to use what was very recreational to me. It was just more of a a big celebration party type drug because it was so powerful that You know, it was not an everyday drug, and that was LSD. I did LSD on special occasions. That's how we always did it, even though I had sold it before and everything else. Well, what started rolling out in this year now that I was away from alcohol was the profit margins on LSD was extremely high. So I looked at it as a very smart business decision to really get serious about selling LSD. Cause I could buy it for 10 cents a hit when I'd buy quantity and I could turn around and sell it to Sheboygan people cause they were stupid. I could sell it to them for $7. I could sell it to, you know, people that, you know, were in other parts of Sheboygan County and, and the surrounding counties. I could sell it for, you know, uh, five and $6. And then I could sell, to my close personal circle of bikers and and different people at, you know, various places that I frequented for three or four bucks a hit. But either way at 10 cents a hit, that's a extreme profit margin. And it was a a business decision that I made. So I sold a lot of LSD in that last year enough that if I would have got arrested at any given time, I definitely could have been sitting for 20 years, you know, and, uh, because they they did not take lightly back in the 80s uh getting caught for quantities of LSD and then the, uh, the the perfect fit to that, you know, to go with the LSD was always crystal meth and cocaine because if you were if you were already high from the LSD to do a little cocaine with it or a little bit of meth with it, it just took you way out there in another world. So I started moving quantities of that alongside of it, and it got to be a very sick situation because now I wasn't only getting my good feelings from the high itself, but now I'm trying to get good feelings from feeling like I'm really successful and I'm really some kind of big shot as a drug dealer. And uh all of that was part of the illness, part of the sickness, the soul sickness that came with it, because I was filling the void <clears throat> with disillusionment. I was filling the void with the wrong things, the wrong, you know, mind. And the fact that I had been so roller coaster ride unsuccessful when I was drinking because I would wake up and everything was wet or everything was gone or my money was stolen or I was beat up and, and laying somewhere and saying, you know, what the heck happened? Um, so for the the drastic difference from the alcoholic drug dealer to the sober drunk, drug dealer was night and day. But what started to happen was, not only did I start selling more and feeling more powerful, which was very sick, but I also started taking more, and I started, you know, snorting more, and I started smoking more cocaine as well, and uh, and snorting more crystal meth, and smoking more meth. So, all of all of everything increased exponentially with the alcohol gone. And, you know, it makes my point even for, you know, being sober all these years, being drug free. Because a year later, on August 17th, 1986, I decided to quit all the drugs. And um, I had unsuccessfully tried that for a solid five years because October 1st, 1981, I was in my first drug rehab And I had tried even before drug rehab many times to get sober and clean and stop. And I did not believe that there was such a thing. I did not believe something like that could happen. Um, And and if it did, life was going to be real boring. How could anybody have fun if they're not high? How could anybody have fun if they're not drunk? And uh, it just didn't seem real to me. And I guess... You know, I'm so grateful today because, you know, I'm I'm sitting here with a fruit basket because I couldn't be with my wife this year, and we usually do something special. She usually is really great at surprising me with something really cool. But the fruit basket says, yay, Rock, today you, yay, Rock, today you are working on day 13,350 so that's how many days 36 years would be 13,350 days whoa that's a whole lot of one day at a times that's 36 years and I'm so proud of you enjoy celebrating with ya and a tub today smiley face sand and I already had the tub so I did that first thing when I got in the room And I laid in my hot tub and uh, enjoyed this really beautiful room. And I had Shark Tank going on in the background and got a real entrepreneurial buzz going on because I just love, love people who are entrepreneurs because they have to exercise something that we specialize in here at Transformed Recovery, and that's faith you have to step out on faith. You have to take risks. And, uh, you know, stopping the drugs is a big risk, stopping the alcohol. It's a big risk, but you got to take it. Even at the risk that you may not have much fun and life may be very boring. So I made it my mission when I first got clean and sober, that life was going to be a party wherever I was. Because that's really in the early days of getting high that it kind of was. Wherever I was, the party was. We were going to have fun. I was going to make sure everybody was stoned and we were all finding things to laugh about and have fun with. Because I had so much pain in my life in the early years, I wanted to just escape and run away from all of that. I didn't want to feel like that no more. So getting high really took it away. And all I can say is, You know, the real joy, sincere real joy, not the false sense of happiness or the false sense of fun. But the real joy that I found in life is the abilities exercised, the faith in action, the incredible experience of really just being a friend to someone and the rewards, you know, just being a friend to Marissa, for example, and a, and a Yada, as she says, or she's my daughter in Ya, And because she really never had a dad. And she made that statement as we were laughing and getting closer to her grandpa's house today. She said, you know, I love just, hanging out with you and talking. I've never had that with a dad before. It's really fun. And, you know, getting that from her and then getting to her grandfather's house and having her grandfather thank me for what I'm doing. Introducing Our faith to her he's been sober for six years as a I think he said 76 year old man or 74 year old man but he's been sober for six years himself and he's extremely grateful for honey his wife who just passed away because she's the one that really loved him into his sobriety And, you know, I guess the reason that we have to give it back away to others, like I'm doing with Marissa and like many of you are helping to do in her life, the reason we have to give it away is because, you know, there was somebody there that opened the door for us. There was somebody there that loved us in to the kingdom. And I'm going to challenge you all to never forget the people that Yah sent. Because he sent people into your life at the right time, at the right place, with the right people. And uh, how, how beautiful that is, that I have so many stories that I remember as if they just happened yesterday. And I could talk for, you know, hours and hours and hours about these incredible people, that were miraculously all of a sudden there in my life to say the right thing at the right moment in time to get me to take that next little turn in the right direction you know and all of that is a joy unspeakable and full of kavod it's beyond comprehension the kind of joy that is in that I'll never forget when I had the revelation that going out and having coffee with someone was fun. My original thought was what the hell are you going to do? sit and drink coffee? You know, are you going to put a few shots of whiskey in there? What, what are you going to do? Brandy Alexander's I mean, Come on. I couldn't fathom being sober sitting across the table with someone drinking a cup of coffee and I've had day after day over this last 10 years and then some to have coffee with this incredible person, Sand, who thought enough to get me a love gift today and, and give me a love gift. And you know, this, this fruit basket from 1-800-Flowers is probably not very inexpensive. And, yeah, it's the thought that counts, but it's a really cool thing to get when you're in the Daniel Fast because it's like, you know, yeah, she she could have got that candy one, right? But she didn't. She got a fruit one, which I didn't even really know that there was anything like this. And it's just a really thoughtful gift, but coffee with sand is fun. You know, I know she's fasting from coffee right now, but you know, it wouldn't matter if it was tea. It wouldn't matter if it was BTT. That's not the point. The point is it's incredibly fun to sit across the table with someone that you love and care about and to share your life with that person. So, there are so many incredible people on this line that I've had many, many cups of coffee with. You know, I probably drank more coffee with Scribe than anybody in my life. He and I have pounded pots of coffee. And I got to say, without any alcohol, we've had a lot of fun and we've enjoyed, enjoyed a lot, a lot, a lot of quality time together. We weren't getting together to talk stupid, but instead I think we got together to really talk about some very important things in life. And life has meaning. It's not just meaningless bunch of babble going on. But there is some incredible conversations that I've had with some incredible people over the years. And uh, I, I really want you to all start to value... Time more when you do these anniversaries or birthdays of your clean time accomplishments, or like how long has it been since you, you know, were wrapped up in gambling, or how long has it been since you were wrapped up in codependency and? you were doing some really ridiculous behaviors, but you now have stopped that and you haven't done it for a really long time. And you're not a doormat anymore and you don't let people walk all over you, but you've learned to stand your ground and have some dignity and have some integrity and self-respect to not let people walk all over you. You know, there's so many things that can come from the, Scripture steps system that the Kitve Kadesh steps can do for you, that it is so worth it to work these steps because the benefits will blow your mind. There is no greater lifestyle that you could ever have than to have these nine fruits infused but immersed just drenched in them soaked in them to have them so strong in your life there is just nothing greater than to live in love to live in joy to live in Shalom to walk in kindness to walk in gentleness to walk in goodness To walk in faithfulness. There's nothing like long-suffering with people. It is love. The the, the two work so hand-in-hand together. When you love someone, you will long-suffer with them. You'll prove it. And it's only Ruach that can put that in you. And oh, the Yah control that you will acquire as you continue to work the Kitve Kadesh 12, what I believe will prove itself to be through time, the greatest 12 step recovery program ever because it's got the highest power, the greatest highest power ever. Yahweh, Yeshua, Yahweh, Yahusha, and Ruach Kodesh—the breath of Yah, breathing into us, life, life overflowing, life, incredible. It's it's an it's a Yah amazing thing. And then think about this, you know, for there to be a Bill Wilson and make AA famous, there had to be a Dr. Bob. Could it be that Scott Scribe Pratt is Dr. Bob for Revelation Rock? If I'm Bill Wilson, and sure as I'm sitting here, he's got to be my Dr. Bob. If you don't know the AA story, I challenge you to study it. But realize the way that they got from small groups in New York that Dr. Bob branched out to Ohio, which eventually went around the world to millions and millions of people. It started with Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob. And a handful of others, and that's all of y'all, that got committed to living it. And as they lived it and shared it with others, others wanted what they had, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew. It's been an incredible journey, and I really appreciate you all sharing it with me tonight. And I'm glad that I was able to share it with you.
2: Love you. Well, hallelujah. Thank you. Love you, Rock. Happy anniversary to you as well. And I think this next one fits the situation perfectly because this life, this world is going to throw things at us. It's like we are trying to uh, keep our heads above water. So this one is from We the Kingdom. You'll recognize it. If she'd be willing to come in and pray over the line, pray over the conversation and just get this thing rocking by inviting the rockkkash and Yah into the group hallelujah.
5: hallelujah, yes, father <laughs> Thank you. Father, so heartfelt was the words that that um Rock um, spoke tonight. It, it is truly a gift from
1: you that you um,
5: cause us to come into right relationship
2: with those
5: you bring you Yami, Yami
2: you're, yes? I, don't know what you're doing, I don't know what you're doing with your phone, but you're, you're fading in and out. You sound like you're in a tunnel.
5: Okay, I'm sorry. I've got I'll put it over here, is we'll try, let me do this. Okay, we will start again. Uh, With thanksgiving in our heart, we come before you, Father. We know that you have a good plan for tonight, and we thank you that we all um, were touched by rock what rock shared tonight and how true it is that you um you just have a good plan and in that we get to experience the height the depth the breadth the length and the width of the love that you have towards us and you let us be doers of love as the ruhak flows through us He's the one who spreads your love abroad, and how can he go through us without us being changed? Thank you that we will continue to become established in love, because when we love, we never break the Torah. It's not within us. So tonight, as we are working at, the yucky flesh in ourselves. We want to shed it. We want to continue to die to self. And, Father, we want to continue to understand your love and grow more in it. And so we ask the Ruach to take over tonight and accomplish what you have planned, Father, and let us, Rejoice in you over this, and let us never, never go back, for there's no place for us to go. That's a little old song I remember. Where could we go but to you, Yahweh? There's nowhere else we can go. You're the one. That's our creator and our savior and the lover of our soul, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah,
2: and amen, all right, we're going to get this, and we're going to make sure Marissa has got the TR-12 ready, when she needs, Well, when she needs to, hallelujah. Kodesh Step 10, Rip 2.0 Rock Reflections is an examination of yourself weighed against every aspect of a perfect walk, a perfect life modeled after the perfect person, Yeshua Messiah. Studying the Kodesh writings seriously is one of the greatest ways to go through each Kodesh Kippe step thoroughly so that nothing is missed in the eye development of the new you. A great suggestion for successful orderly love, uh successful orderly transformed recovery love fellowship gathering, LFG format is to study in oneness each of the listed Kite Kodesh writings for each Kodesh step. Example. As an example, simply pick a weekly, biweekly, every other day, or even everyday love fellowship gathering at the appointed time for your love fellowship group to meet. The format you develop will dictate the length of time for each LFG. Activation of numerous small private intimate study groups is definitely going to take an army of servant leaders to step up, unintended. Love Fellowship gatherings don't need to be broadcasted on Love Live Rock Reality Radio, nor does it need to be recorded, but to generate support from multiple locations, the virtual Love Fellowship gathering can work in conjunction with your local LFG. Kite Kodesh Step 10 is an activation step that activates the other Kodesh steps. Once we have taken some level of action on any given KK Step. We must monitor our progress through the process of our own Yah development. Recording Yali actions, the actions daily and or even fleshly actions gives us a way of reflecting on our behaviors. Never for condemnation, but rather for conviction from Ruach, This check by Yah love from within leads us to teshuvah, change or the way Yeshua to transform positively out of an old pattern of thinking, a stronghold or evil wronghold into a new pattern of thinking. A paradigm is defined by Noah Webster as a philosophical, theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations, along with the experiments performed in support of them, are formulated. Noah Webster, the ultimate wordsmith, had the Kodesh writings in English literally memorized. While in the world, before coming to our understanding of transformation, made available by Love, Inc., through transformed recovery, our paradigms were definitely influenced by ones misleading us through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. Colossians 2.8, HRB, Colossians 2.8, HRB, watch that there not be one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah books of Ahava, or love, Yehuah, Yahweh, I am that I am, Ea, Asher, Ea, hallelujah. Marissa, if you're ready.
3: Transforms, recovery, 12 KK steps. Ketfei HaKadosh, the dedicated... Ratings to the very Hebrew scriptures. The 12 KK Steps of Recovery, 12 Kifei Kadesh Steps. Verse Yehokanon, 1 John 4, 8. Yahweh is love. you is love. The TR 12 KK Steps, Love Bites of Yahweh. TR KK Step 1, we agreed. Without love, we were bankrupt. TR KK Step 2, we agreed. Yahweh is pure love. Whoever is making noise, please mute your phone. TR KK step three, we agreed to do love as the perfect will of Yahweh. TRKK step four, we agreed to do love's deep written honest heart exam. TRKK step five, we agreed to share love's examinations honestly. TRKK step six, we prepared our souls by fasting and praying for more love. TRKK step seven, we prayed, He Yahweh, remove anything anti-love, humbling us, TRKK Step Eight: We made a list of people we hurt and didn't love correctly. TRKK Step Nine: We asked Yahweh and the people on the list for forgiveness. TRKK Step Ten: We examine Love's Nine KK Steps daily in our actions. TRKK Step Eleven: We pray to listen to Yahweh and proving on Love's Will. TRKK Step Twelve: We practice Love's Will daily. Making messengers by Yeshua's example of living these tr twelve kifay kadesh steps.
2: Hallelujah! Thank you for that, Marissa. Um, just for everybody's info, we're going to be looking at Second Chronicles thirty and nine this evening. I apologize for not having that in the chat this morning or well this morning yeah okay we will be right back after this adjustment nothing major we're going to be looking at second chronicles 30 chapter 30 verses 8 and 9 so if you could all turn there for me and let me know that you are there that would be greatly appreciated and we can continue hallelujah is Chapter 30 verses 8 and 9. Marissa.
3: Thank okay, you, thank
2: you. All right. Um Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. So Marissa, would you be willing to read verse 8, and I will read verse 9, and before we do that, we'll ask Yami if she'd be willing to pray over the reading, hearing, and obeying of the word, and help us to uh, understand what the Ruach has to show us through this. All right. Yami seems to be struggling where I may have muted her, so she might be talking in the thin air, and that would be on me. I apologize. Let me check that situation out.
5: It took both. I had to unmute it, and you did, too, so it took some time, so we just think, yeah. Um that
7: I unmuted you not him. He was letting
5: you suffer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Mute's getting used to me. <laughs> I gotta gotta say that Yah is good. And um his word I'm- is a
7: I'm also waiting for I'm also waiting for Marissa to do her new job, and that is to always type the scripture into the chat, so that those who come on through the app can always go and look what the scripture is, so that we don't have people asking ten times a night, "What was that scripture again, please? What was that scripture?" And then they wait until just when they're ready to share, and they say, "I didn't get the scripture." Now, if you're, you know, working or whatever, like I am sometimes, we completely understand there are circumstances. But putting it into the chat each night is a place that we can always go and look for the scripture of the night,
3: okay?
2: I will try to... Thank you, Marissa.
7: Thank you, Marissa. You did it. Yeah.
4: What, What chat? Facebook? or what where are we talking we
7: have what? we have a chat we have a chat when you come into the app that we communicate back and forth on when people don't understand something or whatever they'll type questions in so that's the power of using the free conference call.com app instead of
5: calling oh, the yeah? one I you okay gotcha Okay, hallelujah.
6: I don't, I don't have that on my app. I'm, I'm looking at it, and I don't, I don't see anything where I can look at a chat.
2: And Jennifer, uh, look for attendees between the record button. Actually,
6: I have record, hold, meet, and then at the top I have speaker, dial pad, mute.
2: Okay, uh, look down at the bottom of your page.
6: It's my virtual phone number.
2: You're on, so you're on your phone. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you got to you
7: got to be using the app, otherwise you can't see what we see.
6: I am. I have the app. I have it downloaded to my phone. That's how I get on here now because it was starting to cost me and share like select calling. For weird, that's all I'm saying.
7: Well, we'll have to to show you outside of the actual call. We'll get to it later.
2: Okay. So, all right. Marissa, could you read verse eight for me, please?
3: Okay. Yeah, I go through the website, but usually I was calling in, so I was not on the um, website, but I logged in, so I could put the scripture in there. I'm just used to calling in when I have the phone number. So it's chapter 38. Now, do not stiffen your neck like your fathers. Stretch forth the hands to Yahweh and come to his mikdash, which he has, is it kaddish or kadosh or kadosh, forever. And serve Yahweh your Elohim so that his burning wrath turns away from you.
2: For when you return to Yahweh, others and your sons will have mercies before their captors, even to return to this land. For Yahweh your Elohim is gracious and merciful, and he will not turn away his face from before you if you turn back to him. I'm going to go ahead and read 8 again out of the H.E. So it's not getting it from two different versions. It might sound a little... Now, do not stiffen your necks like your fathers. Give a hand to Yahweh and come to his holy place, his Kodesh place that he has sanctified forever and serve Yahweh your Elohim, and the fierceness of his anger will turn away from you. All right, so as we're looking at this through the lens of step seven which is we prayed for Yahweh, or we prayed He, Yahweh, remove anything anti-love or humbling, uh, thereby humbling us. Sorry, that was a bit of a... Anyway. What we're seeing here, again, is repentance in the Old Testament. We are seeing teshuva. We are seeing Yahweh use Other saints, if we can use that term, using Hezekiah here, to strongly encourage, verbally chastise, verbally castigate, whatever term you want to use. He has placed a message in Hezekiah to deliver to all of as much of Israel as he possibly can. To cause them, as a nation, to turn, to turn back to Yahweh. We know that they have been that they've struggled since the time they left Egypt. They were barely fifty feet uh, fifty feet across the uh, the boundaries of the city, and somebody was complaining about something. This people just could not be satisfied. Yahweh doesn't take kindly to murmuring, He doesn't take kindly to grumbling. Okay, who is that? Sorry for the pause, folks. So Yahweh doesn't take Yahweh doesn't take kindly to the grumbling. He has said what he said. He expects us to, to be obedient to it. He knows we're not going to be. He knows. He called it out. He said, "Once you start getting fat, once you start getting a little, you know, a little comfortable with what's going on, you're going to start thinking you did it all on your own." And you're going to turn away from me. You're going to ignore me. You're going to do what you want to do. You're going to do what's right in your own eyes. And that would include embracing other, other L's and things of this nature. So Yaz positioned himself on a reoccurring basis to raise up these prophets To raise up these men of Yah, to send out a stern warning, kind of like we all, like most of us got when we were younger. Just wait till your father gets home. Don't make dad angry. You're not going to like it. Please just do what he says. It's not that difficult. You make it harder than it has to be. This is all in here. This is all in Hezekiah's oration here. And Yah allows for Israel, after some time, on occasion, to fully and thoroughly repent and realize that, hey, We got dumb again. We didn't absorb the wisdom. We didn't appreciate what what was available to us before we got thick-headed and stiff-necked. And now Dad's angry at us again. And apparently, these truths, while they were spoken to an entire nation apply to us individually as well. We have to be willing to see ourselves in these situations as individuals. Otherwise, everything that was said about teshuva would be a waste. Elohim Yahweh was was dealing with a nation a growing nation on a corporate basis. Yeshua in his ministry Thank you for that. Yeshua in his ministry was more focused whether it was intentional or not was one on one I mean, yes, of course. He, he addressed the nation. He also called out the uh, the religious ruling class. And we know what on the Immerser did. He was there. And he was he was mikvaying in mass in the in the Jordan or you know whatever bodies of water were around at the time. The Sea of Galilee. The Galal, the Dedicated. So, what's being called for in step seven should not be foreign, should not be a strange concept to anybody that considers themselves a disciple, a student, or or a believer for that matter, because as you dig in, you're going to run into verses eight and nine on your own through hopefully just casual reading. And there's nothing wrong with casual reading and studying the Word of Yah for pleasure. We can take joy and pleasure out of it. That's not forbidden. In fact, I would almost guess if if all you get out of being in Yah's presence in your quiet time is misery... Then you might want to check what you're doing. Because I don't think that's how Yah wants us. In, I don't believe that's how Yah wants us in His presence. He wants a happy household, He wants a household that's recognized that the chastisement was warranted. It was deserved. We slid away. We walked away. We did what we did. But the call was to always come back. But when you come back, you better not have anything on your shoes. In fact, you might want to take them off before you come in. Because if you track mud, if you track sin on dad's new white floors... He's going to take issue with it again. Yahweh does not want to be upset. He wants to be merciful. He wants to have Hanan on us. He wants to be full of chesed in our direction. He wants us to give him reason to turn his face towards us and smile on us. All we have to do is turn back to him. Turning should not be that difficult. It shouldn't be. Even in that, we may, we ourselves make it more difficult. I know I have. I remember the one time when I was out drinking when I knew full and full well I shouldn't be. Um, and this was after I was filled with the Ruach HaKadoshche. After, you know, Rock and I separated for for a while, while I was running with the club, I was at a bar. I was already three sheets to the wind. I literally, I believe I literally felt, yeah, I reached down, grabbed me by the back of the neck, grabbed me by the hair, by the back of the neck, and stamped my neck at a right angle. And I audibly heard him say, I didn't save you for this. I mean, you want to talk about an eye-opening experience. Was it, was it enough to keep me on the straight and narrow to till today? No. Should it have been? He would have preferred it to be. I would have probably been better off had it been. We probably could be a whole lot farther as a ministry had I been. But Yah is full of Hanan and Hath and has said, and he allows us to pick up again where the ball was dropped. The most important part of this is the willingness to humble ourselves, to do the step seven, to ask him to remove the strongholds, and then to realize, understand, and abandon the strongholds and the sins and the yuck that we used to st- that we used to be in, and let it behind us and just leave it alone. There is no reward. There is nothing wonderful hiding in it if we go back to it. That much I can tell you. Hallelujah. With that, I will pass. The line is open. If you all are unmuted, don't fight over access. Okay, come on now, folks. Don't fight over access. Was a clear enough sin- signal that I was passing after I said that the line was open.
5: Okay, it's yummy, and I guess I'm just recognizing that his he is so um, full of forgiveness. He, he all. He wants us to know him and to love him. He said he doesn't want our offerings or our sacrifices, but he wants us to know him and to love him. And then he's telling us in these in the in these verses that that the same thing in different words that he um he just wants us to listen to him because love listens. He wants us to let ourselves have love in us so that um, we can um, have that life that he intended. And we don't have to constantly um, walk in deception, but we can walk in his marvelous light. And we can um see, be witnesses of to and for him. The the whole the whole whole thing is um complete in him. He tells us that we are complete in him and now we can be for sure if we turn from our wrong ways because we he knows he knew us. He knew when sin fell that we were bound for death, that we had to be separated from him because he can't even look on sin. But he turned it around at a high cost to to be deity and to decide to walk in this earth and Show man the way to do it. He humbled himself. Yahweh sent his only son. Deity came and was among us. And therefore, we he maintained that relationship with the father and didn't look to his left or right, but stayed in connection. And because of that, he was the only rightful sacrifice, and he knew it. And he chose because of his love to the Father and his agreement with the Father because he wanted his Father's joy complete, and the Father wanted our joy complete, and so he caused it to happen, but there was cooperation between Father, Son and the Ruhak, and in, in that case, we can see that he wants us to just be in agreement. i It's the neatest thing that been in my life for a few years now, quite a few actually, time goes fast, and that is I need to know the lie, I need to know the truth, and I simply have to agree with the truth and do what the truth is, and I will walk in in right relationships. He um, doesn't leave us in the darkness. He brought us into his marvelous light. Hallelujah, I'll pass.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Right. Anybody else have anything any commentary, anything they want to add to what was said, what was read, how the passage ministered to them in light of KK step seven.
3: I think you prank people asleep, I don't know. Um, um looking back at the scripture oh yeah the Yahweh lets us know in the word the scriptures that. To stay um obedient to him and to stay close to Yahweh for if you, nine for so if you're turning your back to Yahweh, your brothers and your children shall be shown compassion by the captors when you to return to this land for Yahweh Elohim shows favor and compassion does not turn his face from you if you turn back to him. So Yahweh's understanding where we are and our relationship with him. And I know for the time that I stay focused and do well with with where I am in my walk with with Yahweh. I do it where he wants me to go. And I just learned to stay strong by being in um, prayer and and, um, understanding the commandments, and as well as letting him help me from areas that I I ask for restoration and that the enemy cannot keep keep, um, me astray from Yahweh. And that's our our choice is is up to us and where we stand with um to stay with um Yahweh in our life, so I just stay strong and keep my um focus on on what yahweh is, is doing in my life and keeps keeps going when he has me in the um season as I'm learning and I'm growing. And um, now he has, strengthens us and he guides us. So, that he will give us um, favor and his compassion. So, hallelujah. Whoever's phone is scratchy, it's really annoying. Well, pass with that.
2: Thank you for that, Marissa. Who is next?
4: I think uh, this is Sands, and I think uh, it's Yahweh. And it's kind of like the same theme every night. Yahweh turned, we turn our back on Him, and then he's, He's there waiting for us to come back to Him. In relationship to step seven, repentance, is we have to change. We have to take that action to move toward him, away from sin, away from the things that uh, harm us in our relationship with him, things that separate us from him. And uh, you know, Yahweh always stays the same. He's steadfast, he's true, he's loyal, he's perfect, and his love is perfect. And he's obviously extremely long suffering. I mean, how many scriptures have we gone through where someone's told to repent and turn back, or Israel's told to repent and turn back, and Yahweh is ready to accept them into the fold again? So, but we can't take, make that. An excuse to continue sinning because in recovery, you got to like go up the ladder, you got to take the steps so you're moving towards something. If you keep going back, then you're going to stay in the same place, you're not really going to make progress. So, yes, Yahweh is willing to take us back when we make a mistake. When we get stiff-necked, but that's not beneficial to us because he can't honor that type of behavior. And so in that case, we don't make progress. We continue to struggle. So it's like we got to get closer to him and closer to him and closer to him and keep reaching for him. To, uh, you know, excel and exceed expectations in our lives, at least from in my life. know, I don't want to stay stuck. There's nothing worse than being stuck and just feeling, and I get stuck and then I feel lethargic and then I feel I don't have a purpose and, and things just go like spiraling down big time. And I can't go there. I gotta keep going forward, and so there shouldn't be this constant teshuva, teshuva, teshuva. If I'm keeping my eyes on the prize, if I'm keeping my focus in the right direction, I shouldn't have to always turn back and turn back and turn back. I should be moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. My faith will increase my strength will increase, my joy will increase, my shalom will increase. All that will happen if I just keep my eyes on him and forget all the noise around me and definitely not revert back to the old man where I have to go through that whole process of repentance and uh fighting off the guilt and the shame that the enemy wants to pour all over me. And it's just not worth going there. It's really not. And uh so that's you know, that's what I get because it sounds like, you know, even though we've read different scriptures every night and I haven't even been, you know, coming around and participating for the full fullness of step seven. But just the theme of all the ones that I've been to is like, turn back, go back. You know, Yahweh's going to accept you. He's going to love you. Well, that's great. I am glad. I'm so grateful that he does. But I don't want to have to keep going through that repentance process over and over and over again on the same things anyway. And... uh you know, like move along, get through the wilderness, right? <laughs> Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you, Sam. Who is next? Is it going to be Dan? Is it going to be Jennifer?
1: All
8: right. Since you twist my arm, can you hear me all right?
2: We can hear you just fine.
8: Hallelujah. Yes. Yahweh is definitely transforming lives with repentance. Wow. I mean, that subject has been hitting me. Uh, Sacred scripture. Uh, I want to say that 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 just that just repentance been pretty much the moral or the theme I want to say for quite a bit this week. It's only Wednesday, and so yo know, yo know, I thought I was doing great today, and then closed out today. I feel like I was in yaka flesh. I ain't gonna say feel like it. I know I was. And it's something, before I called in, I was in a place of Yeshua saying, did you repent? Did you repent? And it was the first step, not operating in the flesh and keeping my word to some friends. And I didn't repent. Letting your yes be yes and your no, no, I didn't repent. It wasn't his will for me to do what I did. And that was the start of it. And second part of it is the flesh superseded everything that Yeshua imparted in me today by closing it out with the flesh. Kind of rhymes off for a game of chess. So the flesh superseded. So repentance. And as we talk and being transformed by the renewing of our mind, that repentance going over the same thing. uh, Somebody earlier was talking about the Israelites mumbling and grumbling. And that's the flesh. That's the not repentant even after Yeshua performed miracles. And honestly speaking, I'm still out driving right now. So Yeshua Yeshua is really kind of putting it to a place where, Daniel, where do you want to be, in the flesh or in the supernatural? Um, I missed the first half, honestly speaking, for the flesh. I know transformed is where I need to be. I know transformed is where I need to be directing people that I've been Helping or trying to help, thinking I'm helping. And I got a, even a witness today. After I repented earlier today, and then later on in the afternoon, somebody said they're coming back to transform. They're going to come back in fellowship with Rock. And that was my other sign to fellowship to get on the call and direct them on the call but we took it to the business mindset and then I still didn't keep my word to the business and it's just keep me in prayer and your prayers and the repentance um, and hopefully Rock's on the call as well He spoke something yesterday. Scott Scribe spoke it first. And then a one-on-one visit today spoke the same thing. And so I'm not going to be long-winded. And it was spoke again. Stay to the point. And don't need a lot of stories. So that's why I'm going to leave it at. And if you can, too, though, I still want to know where we read from tonight. But
2: outside of that, with that, I'm going to pass. Well, Dan, that was Second Chronicles 38 and 9. So who's next? Wow. <laughs> All right,
8: let me close. to put my phone on mute. My butt. There you go. Great. Which Bible? Open right up to Second Chronicles. All right, let me mute this.
2: All right, Hallelujah. Who's next? Do we have Shallaiab Rock with us yet? Yeah, you do. All right,
7: awesome. So I could write a book on this subject alone uh, from this uh, this area, but Yaz already wrote it. You just got to know where to cross-reference because if you uh, if you understand how this connects to other portions of the of the word. In being you know stiff-necked
8: there's
2: just a, a
7: plethora of cross-references of stubbornness and you know the point is that that stubbornness to not want to completely submit ourselves to Yah's ways and try to do things our ways and really, that that reverts back to uh, Kippah Kadesh Three, you know, turning our will over. It's 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 really a major connection to turning our will over. Is you know where the submission and surrender and everything you know ties into the removal. If you're not if you're not submitting and surrendering and confessing it all and being honest about it as you do the examination, looking at the innermost workings of your heart on each different subject. So that's the thing, you know, it's not just okay there's this blanket thing that we do in seven. No, seven has to be done on your resentments. Seven has to be done on your bitterness. Seven has to be done on your fears. Seven has to be done on your worries. Seven has to be done on each one of the defects that you figure out in, in the four. In the Kitbe Kadesh step four, you're going to find all these different defects, all these different demons, all these different strongholds, all these different yucca flesh areas. And as they are identified, it is your responsibility in working through your confession of them that you are, are fasting and praying and, and, and digging deeply into it through six so that you get to a place with seven that you're able to have it removed. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. It just has to go. And it's kind of like, you know, the stubbornness as a defect in and of itself that, that stubbornness and turning away from that witchcraft-type rooted demonic force, when, when we see, you know, wow, stubbornness is as of witchcraft, you know, wow, this is a pretty bad thing that I walk in regularly. I got to get rid of this bad thing from me because it's evil. It's, it's like as of witchcraft. And I believe the reason that it is is because, you know, we're really literally coming against what Yah wants us to do with our life. And we're saying, no, no, I'm not doing it. And Yah is like giving you every chance to submit, every chance to surrender. He's given you every sign, wonder, and miracle to know that you 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 are supposed to do it, and you just don't do it. You walk around like Liz Cheney, clueless, with only getting 29% of the vote of Wyoming, and then thinking that you're like Abraham Lincoln because he lost a few elections, that you're going to be... You know, winning the presidency someday. Uh, This woman is so unpopular, you know, but she's stubborn. She's so stubborn to think that having a, a, a thing against Donald Trump is something that is going to be appealing because she got some Democrats to take her side. Well, of course, the Democrats are going to be against him. He's the most powerful force that the Republican Party has ever had. So there are stubborn people in politics. There are stubborn people in business, and it usually the stubbornness is what destroys them. You know, uh, A tenacity is a positive. To be tenacious is to be positive. You're you're not one that gives up. It's completely opposite, but yet similar, to stubbornness. Stubbornness is rooted in evil. Tenacity is rooted in righteousness. And if one could learn how to flip character defects... By finding the combating character asset to the defect and focusing on that asset to replace the defect. So you remove the defect and replace it with an asset. You will find very powerful things within your personality. I mean, I used to be pro party, pro drugs. I flipped the, the script on it, and now I'm completely anti-party and anti-drugs. I used to be lawless. Now I'm lawful. I mean, you could just go right on down the line of every different thing that has been conquered through this transformation that Abba ya has been so yeah amazing to me with his incredible favor. And... Every time that I choose him in his righteous character asset as a foundation block, a building block to build the new me, to build that new creation, every time I choose another building block, I find myself that much stronger, that much better, and my life continues to get better. So there is, as San said, there is an ongoing turning away, turning away, turning away from the things because we don't get rid of them all at once. We don't realize that these other things are so deep-rooted in us, and they're still causing us problems. Most of the things most other people don't know about because they happen in private they happen behind closed doors. They happen when you're not around everybody else. But when you're out there in public, when you're, you know, then you put on your your best face. You put on your smiley face. So people don't get to see the defects. We come together and we open up and we say, you know what? I was a real jerk today. No, none of us saw you. We weren't in Wisconsin or we weren't, you know, in Milwaukee or we weren't in you know, Madison or we weren't in Sheboygan or, you know, we weren't, you weren't here in Florida. So it's, it's us being willing to be honest about these different things that we're still working on, finding the strength. And then there's always the backslide. There's always the backslide, the backslide, the backslide of slipping back into a behavior, it's not a matter for me, honestly, and I'm not trying to sound cocky or arrogant. It's not a matter of me using drugs. I have no desire to do that. It has been completely removed 36 years today. And I can say that when I made the decision that I was sick and tired of it, sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, that was it. There was no, oh, I wish I could get high anymore. For me, it had gotten so bad in my rock-bottom reality that I would have rather gone out there and blown my brains out than to get high again. I would have rather just gone ahead and hung myself. I would have rather just jumped off of a cliff. I would have rather just died you know, as painlessly as possible because life seemed to be that all it was was pain. For me to use was an ongoing slow death because I was so miserable because I hated the man in the mirror so bad. So this turning away is turning away from, skeletons in closets and closets and parts of the old man. But if we can't see in this tonight how big of a deal stubbornness has been for most of us, most of us, you're in denial of how stubborn you really are. You don't even think you're stubborn. If somebody confronted you about being a stubborn person, you'd you'd get offended. But if you actually looked at your behavior and why you have been so slow at transformation and so slow at changing and becoming incredibly, miraculously, wow, Yah is just looking at you saying, I can't believe how incredible you are. Wow, this is great. I need you. Instead of that, you're going through this agonizing time through the wilderness. You barely got yourself out of Egypt, some of you, and you're already murmuring. You're already complaining. You're already stubborn about it. Because it ain't good enough. Drugs are gone. Alcohol's gone. You're not getting abused anymore. Oh, but this is not right. Oh. Complain, 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 murmur, stiff necked, stubborn. You're at where you're at because of the choices you made in your life. I'm at where I'm at because of the choices I've made in my life. And for some of you, that's exciting. And some of you, that's extremely depressing. But the good news, the good news of Yeshua is that you will be at where you will be at in your future because of the choices you make in your life. The whole reason you're on this call is to make better choices. Decide quicker. Don't agonize longer. Move to the solution. Be I taught Marissa today. You can't be a person with problems. You gotta be a person with solutions. You've got to be constantly seeking solutions, seeking solutions, seeking the solutions. You gotta be living in the solution, not in the problem. In fact, you've got to get so positive with this and out of the negative that you don't even see things and call them as problems anymore. You don't even have any problems anymore. All you have now is challenges that you are overcoming. It's these transformational things that happen in your mind. That will make you super strong in your faith, and others will look at you like, "Wow, I can't believe this dude! I can't believe this guy! I can't believe this woman! She's amazing! She's yeah, amazing!" And and people will look at you like, "Wow!" They'll just be blown away. The children of Israel were consistently stubborn. If you were to do an honest examination of your life, which you're supposed to do, it's called Kit-Fay-K-Dash step four in our scripture step system that we use to transform out of these evil things. If you got honest with yourself, you'd probably see a pattern of ongoing stubbornness, that needs to stop fighting. Stop fighting it. Remember, surrender means you don't have to fight anymore. And I'll tell you, once once I got that down and I wasn't fighting it anymore and I just was letting Yah's will be done and accepting, this is Yah's will, this is Yah's will, okay? This is what's going on right now. This is where things are at. Oh, that person's not accepting as well. That person over there is not accepting as well. You know, and and you're gonna have people all around you that may not be. And when you are and they're not, then it becomes really evident how different you are. Really evident. How rare you are. Yah's people that are chosen don't think like those that are lost. You better realize that. We don't. If he's chosen you and you really are part of this remnant, you're probably discovering real quickly your thinking is changing rapidly and it's the stubborn things that you don't want to change or that you're fighting, change on, that stiff-necked person has got to be crucified. That part of you has got to be killed. It's got to be removed. You've got to get rid of it. It's really holding you back from your kingdom destiny. You have a kingdom destiny. You have things Yah wants you to do the saddest song that's ever sung is a song that's never sung. If you never get to it because you were so wrapped up transforming that you end up dying before you go out there and sing your song and write your book and, you know, do your movie and go ahead and make your impact in the organization that you are leading and heading and part of. I mean, each one of you should be leaders of transformed recovery love fellowship gatherings of your own in your own in your own towns. These are things that I did 30, over 30 years ago. I'd, I'd say, okay, we're going to have another meeting. We're going to meet Thursday morning, Clean and Crazy, 9.30. That meeting at 9.30 a.m. Thursday morning, Clean and Crazy group went on for 17 years after I started it. It was one of the most powerful meetings, and they never had a morning meeting for Narcotics Anonymous in the city of Sheboygan. It was the most powerful meetings in the state of Wisconsin. That small home group actually started the Unity Jam campout, which had in, I believe, 1989, we had 1,300 people show up at a campout. And it was birthed out of a small group of us that was about, I think there was seven of us that would come on a Thursday morning. I started that meeting. In fact, I started 13 meetings in Sheboygan over a five-year period of time. And what I did was not just the average meeting I looked for where there was a time slot for the second shifters to be able to have access to more recovery the second shifters were you know really ripped off they had a hard time getting the meetings So I set one up for right when they would get off of work at night. A late night meeting. Was that when the majority were going to attend? No. But those that were getting off of work and needed a place to go, to grow, I made recovery accessible because I was led by Avaya to do that. Starting meetings... And having success with it gave me the the faith, the belief to know that I could start transformed recovery. That I could start Blood of Jesus Ministries. That I could start Love Ministries. Love Inc. It's all those baby steps that you got to take like sharing a meeting, or maybe being the person who writes the scriptures into the chat, or being the one that reads something each night that makes you feel like you're part of it and and starts to put the belief in you that, that you belong. All these things are so much a part of surrendering and submitting yourself to one another, which is completely opposite of being stubborn and saying, no, 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 I'm pushing everybody away. Letting everybody in is completely opposite of pushing everybody away. When you're stubborn, you're pushing everybody away. It's hard to let people in when you're stubborn. In fact, it's hard for you to even see yourself under an honest microscope in the examination process. When you're in that stubborn mode, it distorts everything, and I believe that's why it says of witchcraft because it's there's a distortion factor that's in it. So, just a few things to think about. Thought I'd kind of share that with you tonight. But I'm grateful to be another year cleaner, another year soberer. <laughs> And uh, for Transform to be another year stronger. Hallelujah. I
2: love you guys. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that. Shalaiok Rock, thank you everybody for sharing. We will be right back after this. And we will see how this connects through the JFTNA, which somehow it always manages to one way or the other, which should not be a big surprise to any of us. Um, once I get back to the artist I was looking for. Thank you, Rod. better than the one I was going to pick. So, JFTNA. Just for today, that's, yeah, that is the right one. Okay. August 17, 2022. Tell the truth. A symptom of our disease is alienation. And honest sharing will free us to recover. Truth connects us to life while fear, isolation, and dishonesty alienate us from it. As using addicts, we we hid as much of the truth about ourselves from as much of the world as as we possibly could. Our fear kept us from opening ourselves up to those around us, providing protection against what others might do if we appeared vulnerable. But our fear also kept us from connecting with our world. We lived like alien beings, not on our own planet. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. We lived like alien beings on our own planet, always alone and getting lonelier by the minute. The 12 steps and the the fellowship of recovering addicts give people like us a place where we can feel safe telling the truth about ourselves. We are able to honestly admit our frustrating, humbling powerlessness over addiction because we meet many others who've been in the same situation. We're safe among them, and we keep on telling more of the truth about ourselves. As we continue to work the steps, the more we do, the more truly connected we feel to the world around us. Today, we need not hide from the reality of our relations with the people, places, and things in our lives. We accept those relationships just as they are and we own our part in them. We take time every day to ask, Am I telling the truth about myself? Each time we do this, we draw that much further away from the alienation. That characterizes our addiction, and that must be much closer to the freedom recovery can bring us. Just for today, truth is my connection to reality. Today, I will take time to ask myself, am I telling the truth? Hallelujah. Marissa, are you available with the whatever prayer?
3: Yeah. Rejoice in Yahweh. Always again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Adon is near. Glory for not, for in all. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to Yahweh. In the peace of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, shall so guard your hearts and minds to Mashiach, Yahweh, or Yeshua. For the rest, brothers, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is righteous, whatever is clean, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's any uprightness and if there's any praise, think on these. And what you have learned and received and heard and sought in me, practice these, and the Elohim of Shalom shall be with you. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Abiyah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for... Tonight, we thank you for RIP 2.0. We thank you for for our mishpachah and for the privilege of repentance. Abba, we pray that we utilize it as necessary, but don't abuse it. Abba, we ask that you bring us back tomorrow morning at 7.37 Eastern, 6.37 AM Central. And 4.30 a.m. Mountain. For Praise, Prayer, Decree, and Declare. Right here on Love Live Remnant Reality Radio. As we close with this song, yeah. Our prayer is that everyone on the line and everyone that hears this as a pre-record would rest well on account of it because of who you are hallelujah and amen <laughs>
0: Of my home to a jail cell. They try to break me down, but their plan failed. I remember like yesterday, still clear as day, when I felt I had my whole future stripped away. Should have known better. I felt the heat speeding through the lanes. I was looking for the better me, feeding my desires, ignoring my royal pedigree. Bloodline from the heavens still slept in the penitentiary.
9: Oh, but I was meant for more. When you say the words I've written, touch you, it's the Lord The pressure that I felt on me, don't feel it anymore You sent me healing from above, there's nothing realer than your love I was falling apart when heaven rescued me Recovered my heart, I want the world to see Same day delivery for some of my prayers I close my eyes where my stress and anxiety flare If it comes up like stairs I know right on time my God will be there So many blessings coming down I don't know if it's real We not scared I just feel like we should be here But I'm prepared I got nothing to fear This is God's plan Young man and not a career This a call in I'm all in I'm done stalling I'm done waiting for a better time To tell my story Stop this plan. Uh. I was-